Hi, everyone. Welcome to Snarky with Mike Feeney. I'm your host, Vladimir Putin. Hi, how's it going? Coming straight from the motherland to bring you another episode of a podcast where we have strong cocktails and stronger opinions. That's a great, a great tagline that we have never once mentioned on the show. We just have it in the thumbnail art that is just useless to the world. But my God, what a great, what a great line. Um, Hope everyone's doing well. Nicole, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Beautiful. It's a 60 degree day outside. It's like the nicest day in eight months. I haven't been outside once, but just hearing birds chirping and having the windows open to hear incredibly obnoxiously loud cars flying by all the time, it just makes me feel like spring's coming. So I'm kind of excited, even though it's February and tomorrow it's going to be 26 degrees. So um, we're here. We got a great drink. I thought, what better way to kick off the pre-spring warm day, the the random where did this warm day come out of nowhere from? Then we're celebrating with, of course, the watermelon margarita. So what we got here is we got fresh watermelon muddled. We got tequila, agave, uh, Grand Marnier, fresh lime juice, as is always tradition, and you know the agave nectar. And so we're here and we're cooking. And I gotta be honest, Nicole, it's it's adding. It's, I feel like every sip I take of this, the weather is getting better outside. What do you think? Yeah, and I really like an added bonus is when you say watermelon, it really just comforts me. What am me. I saying? Watermelon. Water? I'm throwing an R in there? Yeah. Your little Long Island accent. Oh, no. Water. No, I love it. It's I, great. I always got accused of taking my the ERs off and replacing them with A's. Like, it's water instead of water and stuff. But I was just trying, you know, to be... Um, you know, understanding and familial with the African-American community. So that's why I'm realizing now, whoops, whoops so hard because I thought it'd be a fun ERA joke. And then I realized the thing I was talking about is watermelon, which is like so, so much worse than the original terrible racial insensitive joke that I was going for. God. Damn, how many minutes are we in? Is this is it 48 seconds? Two minutes. Damn it. Well, you know what I meant. Water, drawer, things like that with the ER, I've apparently replaced with like W-A-H, you know, which, you know, is 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 a form of sensitivity, but at the same time, really, it's just a Long Island thing. So, ah, god damn it. There's no hope for the rest of this episode. But uh, let's change the topic all entirely. Let's go into something else. And and here's, I don't follow the news. You know that. I know that. The American people know it. But I'm so just getting bombarded with story. Russia, Ukraine, Russia, Ukraine. Are they coming in? Are they going out? Are they the same country? Are we supposed to know? I... And and they're just there's hey we're gonna invade and everyone's like don't do it and they're like but we might and then we go but please don't because there's gonna be problems if you do and they go okay but just to let you know they're they're messing with us so we're gonna mess with them right back and it becomes this thing and here's my message to Russia um do something just fucking do something or shut up you know I'm I'm so sick of these countries coming out. Being like, we're testing nuclear missiles and we're going to go invade this country and we're going to stir up some shit. Then just do it. All right. I And same goes for you, North Korea, over there. You little chirp, 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 chirp. Do something, okay? If you want to talk, talk. Walk up to the big boys, 
make a scene, see what happens. You know, like that's that's what I'm saying. I, I think we need to stop this this fear tactics that these countries are doing with us where they're like, we're going to start some shit. And then it's like, you know what? Step up to the mic, see what happens, do something, you know? So that goes for you, North Korea. That goes for you, Russia, China. Please don't do something. We're, we're, we're good. We're, we got a good thing. You have, you're, you're leaping us in uh, technology and economy and people. So we don't want no trouble from you, China, for, for now. But, you know, Russia and Korea, though, fucking come and get it. That's what I have to say. Is that a good way to start? I mean, between the, fir- the first three and a half minutes of this podcast is going to be some of the most inflammatory shit I think ever said. Nicole. Plus, I've cursed 16 times, so it's already out the window in terms of any sort of monetization. So this is going to be pirate radio. For the rest of this episode, we're just going pirate radio style, Nicole. And Nicole, you know, even though you can't see her, uh, she, is, she is currently co-signing every single statement that I'm saying. Right, Nicole? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We've been talking a lot of shit about Russia recently. I feel like Sagalo also said that they're flashing the piece and never using it on Here's a Scenario like two episodes ago. Did he? Yeah. Oh, that makes me sad. I don't, want to be second, I don't want to be second thought to Sagalo's first. Well, but he the- didn't have any thoughts to follow it up. Like, he just... <laughs> He just made yeah, that claim. He just says a sentence. Yeah, this is true. This is true. All right. Well, that makes me feel better. Um, here's here's something else. And I'm not talking about the Super Bowl because we missed our window. It's past a week. Nobody gives a shit. It's supposed to be baseball season, but now they're on strike because they're, you know, millionaires arguing with billionaires about how much to charge us for our hot dog, which apparently is $46 after all this. But I do have to talk about one thing from the Super Bowl. And it's not even so much the Super Bowl as it is indicative of the human race, which is there was a commercial that played during the Super Bowl that was just a QR code that was doing the DVD pause menu, bouncing to all the corners thing for 30 seconds. It might have even been a full minute. It felt like a long time. And it was just doing this. And people were talking about it like crazy. Now, Nicole, did you watch the Super Bowl? I did. Did you see that commercial in real time? I did. And I was with all my friends and we were like freaking out like the office episode of them watching that. Oh, and how great. I will say this for that commercial. Thank God they made it touch the corner by the very end because that would have been just more infuriating. Now, let me ask you this. Of you and your friends, who, how many of you scanned it? None of us. None of us. Okay. Now, that's what I think there is. There's two types of people in this world. There are people who are seals, arf, 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 and just scanned it immediately because dumb idiot seals. And there are people who are so, like me, who were so annoyed by the obvious attempt at manipulation that they made it a, a, a thing. I made it a, a, por- a part of pride to never ever scan that. I mean, I went out of my way. I would never, if they were the last company on earth, I would not scan whatever. If it was like, here's your cure to cancer, scan this code, fuck you, all right? I mean, there's so many commercials like that where you go, you're you're trying to manipulate me is so annoying and so transparent that I will never support you. Like Cars for Kids, great example, right? They play that stupid song, it gets in your head, it's supposed to be like a annoyingly fun jingle. I will burn a car in front of a child that needs one before I ever give it to Cars for Kids because of that commercial. I, I don't want 
to rip away this child's pain and possible choice at transportation for the next foreseeable future, but I will because of the commercial. So this commercial, I saw it, and all of the people who were at the Super Bowl party, I saw it, we all watched it, and we went, well, this is so stupid, and this is so dumb. And then I find out that it actually crashed their website. That's how many people scanned that code that their entire website crashed. It was for some cryptocurrency, who gives a shit? Um, and it smashed and, uh, and everything, and the whole thing couldn't work. Now, I think what we need to do is use this as an opportunity. Let's take everyone who scanned it. I know there's gotta be some record of it, right? Let's get everybody who scanned it and just kind of publicly execute, you know, like in a fun, in a fun way. Like we don't want to just line them up and shoot them, that kind of a thing. We're not doing public hangings anymore, anything like that. That's, that's way too dramatic. I say we do some fun, round everybody up, Darwinism style. Let's take, let's say, you know, 30 people, throw them in the deep end of a pool that is not filled with water, but filled with jello. That way they go right to the bottom. And then we watch them kind of like, hilariously suffocate as they try to eat their way out of the 10 feet of jello. I think that would be a fun way um, to watch people die. Maybe even, it doesn't even have to be die. Maybe we could just do stockades. Can we bring back the stockades? What a great form of public humiliation that was. Just have the little hands and the head sticking to the thing and then your ass is out and people could just walk by and boot you in the butt or they throw a tomato at your head and all that other kind of stuff. That to me, Seems like, and also think about the pressure on your lower back and hips if you had to lean forward like this for, I don't know. I don't know how long they leave them in there. What do they leave them in there? A day? 24 hours? 12 hours? I don't know what. Nicole, can you look up what the, the average stockade sentencing was for? <laughs> because I think that's what we need to do because these people shouldn't be living. And um, they're, they're weak-willed wimps. And I, I got to get them. All, I can't have them be in the planet that I am also in because it's making me very upset that so many people are so obviously and easily manipulated by something that's just like, scan me, that everyone's like, okay. Like that to me gives me, it, it gives me great sadness and great anger. And if it's a battle between sadness and anger, I'm gonna lean towards anger every single time because it gets shit done. Sadness makes you wallow in self-pity and uh, anger makes you get up off the couch and find out how long people are stuck in the stockades for. Nicole? <laughs> Nothing yet. I'm still looking. Mm. This is very upsetting. There has to be... I've never thought about that. Like, what's the maximum... Like, is it like a prison sentence where there you can be like, you're in the stockades for a month and then they just come feed you? Or do you have to only eat the tomatoes that are thrown at you? Like, I don't know. And also, who's wasting good tomatoes on people? That seems like back in the day, people didn't have, you know expendable tomato salary, did they? I mean, that seemed, people were wearing like, you know, they lived in like straw houses and had tarot and powdered wigs. I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm conflating so many different timelines, um, but I don't know. I'm also just kind of stalling to hope that there is some sort of answer coming and there's just, there's not even a, an inclination that there is an answer coming from Nicole's side of yeah, the computer. I mean, there's really, I'm having trouble finding that people have just as many questions as you, like, one of the main things I'm seeing is like, what did they do if they had to go to the bathroom? Like, did they just shit their pants or? Well, that you obviously shit yourself. Now that I understand, that I know the answer to. 
you you don't get to go out. You shit yourself, you piss yourself, which only adds to the public humiliation. That is actually a great um, thing. Have you ever been to like Colonial Williamsburg, one of those things <laughs> yeah. where they have stockades and you and your family go in there and you're like, hey, a rapist had his head in here a hundred years ago, you know, whatever it was. Um, that's always fun to share a thing. Uh, cool. You know, so I don't know if, if at any point during this episode you find out, I'll, even if we're on different topics, which we're about to be on, I'll go back to it to see what the like what a sentencing of a stock. I feel like it might just be a day, but that doesn't seem like enough. These people who, who scan this cryptocurrency thing, you got it. And I and I also read this, which, again, keep in mind, I don't know anything about the news or what's going on. But I read something that said that 95 percent of all cryptocurrency is owned by like one percent of people or something like that and they're just trying to pump it up and get everybody excited about it because otherwise they can't sell it for more money it's a whole thing i'm just gonna stay right out of the crypto nft game for a while because there was also some like um melania trump sold an nft and it was like bought by her like crypto wallet or is it it was like she like bought her own thing i don't understand how any of it works it's all so stupid so let's just move on um because i hate it i hate it so much update for you yes <laughs> uh hours to even a day but there's some pretty like gruesome stuff on here about stuff that happened that i just wasn't aware of if you have any interest in that i have only interest in that um i'll rip everything else up yeah today. so Obviously, they got tomatoes thrown at them, but also expired animals, which I guess is dead animals. Dead animals, yeah. So you find an old, a dead squirrel, and people, who's picking up a dead squirrel? They didn't have, like, <laughs> gloves back then, did they? Maybe they just handed them out to people who were there. Oh, nice. Okay. Um. Yeah, so that's one thing. Sometimes they had their ears nailed to the boards. Ah! Gross. Ouch. Um, their heads oh. shaved. And then when you get tired, your your head starts, ooh, man, that really, I felt that ear thing so much for some reason. I don't care for that. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, ears nailed, heads shaved. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. And what were like the crimes that people would be, like what what is a day in the stockades? I assume like stealing or something like that, right? Um, well, this this one in particular said that there have been accounts of crowds throwing expired animals and excrement at people charged with homosexuality, so. Oh, okay. Then this took a turn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. I mean, bummer, I guess. I mean, what year was, what year is this? Like, what, what, what even century is this? I think it was, like, between the 1500s and 1800s or something like that. Okay, pretty big gap. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's so big. Well, like, that's when it was used in between those times. I don't think it was for, like, a hot second in between that frame. I don't know why it went away. I mean, it is perfect public humiliation because they can't go anywhere. And there's something about somebody being stuck somewhere where you're like, I can fuck with you and you can't even come get me until you're out of the stockades, in which case, hopefully, I'm long gone. But, um, I mean, that inspired, and I think maybe that's where, like, stuck porn comes from. Do you know about that, Nicole? Yeah, but I didn't think that, I've never seen, like, a stockade being used for that. No, but I think there is something there that may be programmed into us from the 15 through 1800s, where someone's like, oh, man, if they were stuck in the stockades, like, well, I can fuck them. You know what I mean? Like, I can go, maybe it's some of the men who are also having homosexual tendencies that in the night while they're out there, they're like, ass up to the sky, 
I'm gonna get in there and do my thing. You know what I mean? Like it, it could be one of those, you know, or maybe, uh, you know, forced fellatio. I mean, there's so many options. I mean, really, what is there to say, you know? But the stockade, maybe that's why the stockade wasn't put away. It was just used for sexual assault too much. Cause you gotta assume, not even like sexual assault in terms of like rape, but someone just gotta be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna shove a dead squirrel up this guy's ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like some, there's just, there's something, or like feed them stuff, you know what I mean? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna put like horseradish in your mouth and duct tape it closed. Like there's all those things where you could really torture somebody pretty bad with a stockade, huh? Yeah, but also, so I'm, I'm researching this as well, that sodomy was also a punishable crime. So if you like snuck out in the night and shoved a squirrel up a guy's ass, you too could be put in the stockades. Now, but here comes the questions because we're on, we're, we're, we're punishing someone based on the morality of um, homosexual and, and sexual orientation. Now, if, if somebody sodomizes somebody who the society has deemed as a criminal, is that a crime? Uh, you know, modern day example, prison rape is like people get prison rape. If, if a child molester is prison raped, are we punishing the guy who did the prison rape? Or are we like, that's what you fucking get, you little fucking kid diddler? You know, like, what do you, what do you think, Nicole? <laughs> you run the country. What do you think? What would you do? Um, my thoughts on prison rape? I don't know. I haven't really given it that much Prison thought. rape of a child molester. Very important part of this. Not just prison rape of a guy who went to jail for stealing the TV or something like that. Well, I don't even know what happens. Like, are people just like, yeah, that's fine? Or does that person get I don't. I've never heard of a landmark case of a guy, <laughs> of a child molester, suing someone for prison rape. I don't think that has ever come to fruition, you know? I think that just kind of... Them's the breaks with prison. Every once in a while, you you diddle a kid, you go to jail, you're gonna catch a rape. That's how it <laughs> happens. I mean, this episode is this should be a Patreon episode. I think should we just make this a Patreon episode? Oh, I know boy. this is perfect after your skanks appearance. We're gonna get like some some good audience. Yeah, here. yeah, truly. This is this is their influence on me now. This is it. This is now my new vertical. Um. I want to tell you this thing that made me want to uh, break a guy's wrists. Uh, I went to, this happened yesterday, Nicole. I went to go get us coffees in between recordings, as I always do. A thankless job, but somebody's got to do it. And I go get us three coffees. And when I go there, uh, they make them, and he gives me the drinks, one, two, and three. And then he just looked at me after giving me the three drinks and made me have to say, um, Cheat is barking. And I said, can I have a tray? And the guy goes, oh, you want a tray for these? Nah, I got three coffees and I do got three arms, so I'm all set, don't worry about it. Who the fuck doesn't offer somebody a tray when they give them three 16-ounce drink. What am I supposed to do? The thing where you smash two together and then you're holding the first one with just the 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 ends of your fingertips, hoping that this isn't a bar where I'm going six feet from one side to the other with three pints of Guinnesses where I can kind of just go like it. Instead, you want me to just walk around New York City with that so that you don't waste your recyclable plastic fucking cup container? Always offer you know what fuck that guy fuck that person fuck that person okay fuck that person 
guy who didn't offer me a tray after giving me three 16 ounce drinks. I mean, that's Nicole, is that not crazy to you? Yeah, that happens to me a lot too. It's insane. Where they like they like what do they what do they keep it in a secret for? Like they they're like they're losing money. Like they don't we don't got tray money to go throw it around if you don't really need it. You're like yeah no I'm gonna carry all three stacked on top of each other with my my hand holding the bottom, my other hand holding the middle, and my chin bracing the top of the top drink, and then I'll just walk like this around Manhattan. That seems oh I'll just open the door with my foot on the way out too. By the way, it drove me crazy. It made me so upset at this dude because he legitimately was like oh do you. You need a tray? Like it almost seemed like a like a like a, a bite at my masculinity or something. Like th- to have to have some sort of a tray in need of assistance is somehow uh, you know unbecoming. Like it, it was uh, you know emasculating of some kind, which you know was very upsetting. I'm sorry that happened to you. Well, thank you, Nicole. I appreciate that. Um, I'm also sorry this happened to me. I was doing a show um, in Brooklyn last weekend. And I'm doing the, the first, and it's like a classic night of like early show, sold out, killer, so fun, late show, 20 people, spread out, weird, and drunk. And so just ruins any fun memories that you had from moments earlier. And uh, this, this the, the host goes up, just uh, sits down, takes out his lunch pail and promptly eats his balls for 15 straight minutes and just just packed a lunch full of nuts to to eat. And he's just, you know, he's not doing well. And I think it was partially the crowd, but it was also partially him. So it was kind of this whole nightmare, right? So I go on first. The host went off, goes off stage to, to kill himself, I guess. And I am so, um, like just trying to let them know I won't prejudge them. Like, it seems like you ruined this guy's life, but I'm going to let you, I'm going to, I'm going to make you earn my hate, you know? And I'm, I'm starting to tell a joke. And then I'm asking this one guy, um, I forgot even what I was talking about, but oh, there was some dude in the audience wearing like very nice dress shoes, but he had no show socks on, which was very weird because they were like very like leathery, nice like shoes and to not have any socks on seemed very strange but he had the no-show socks and this other dude goes i don't have socks on either and i look over this man is holding his his foot up near his head as if he like as if he's holding a drink but this is his foot and he's holding fucking his foot which he has those stupid toe shoes on and already you're like I hate everything about you pal and so I go you got toe shoes and I go doesn't that hurt so much more if someone steps on your toe and then he this is the kind of guy this dude is he goes no it actually hurts them when they step on it and then like waited for an applause and I swear to god a member of the audience who actually uh, hangs out in my twitch stream a lot uh, shout out to Willie for coming out to the show, uh, who I told for like many times, don't come to the late show. And he did, of course. I never could go to the early show. Uh, he came to the late show. This is, and it, I didn't even know this was him until afterwards. When that guy said the thing about hurting his own foot, it hurts the other people's foot, this dude slapped his head in disappointment so loud. It was like, like that. Like that's how loud it was that this dude was so disappointed in it, and it 
it, the, the slap of his own head reverberated throughout the comedy club, which actually led to a very funny moment in the show. Uh, so thanks for coming out, Willie. But my God, and then like a second later, I'm talking about Amber Alerts, and this dude is like, I found a, I found a kid from an Amber Alert before. And I go, what? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I found a kid. And I go, I know why, because you fucking took him, you toe-shoed weirdo, I'm sure. Anytime an Amber Alert goes off, they're like, look for the closest person wearing toe shoes, tackle that motherfucker to the ground, because he obviously has kids looking to diddle, you know? So throw him in the stockades, get some prison rape going, sodomy it up, watermelon. So I, I just started calling back every single thing. Uh, and it was just the worst, and he was just the, he was just the worst type of person. And I was like, "You guys aren't great. You're not. You're not. You're not a great audience." But just any, people in toe shoes. I don't. It's not that you wear toe shoes. It's the personality of the person who wears them. That's the problem. You don't have. You don't have George Clooney and Ryan Reynolds out here wearing toe shoes, making a good name for you. It's always arrogant. I know better. Uh, people who, by the way, find me a person in great shape wearing toe shoes. You can't, you can't find, you find somebody in that weird shape where they might've just lost 30 pounds. And so now they're like all about health and fitness. And like, did you ever hear about keto? But you can know they have like 60 more to go. And then they're just like, well, actually they have this unwavering confidence that's obnoxious. That is toe shoot people. And um, throw them in the stockades, Nicole. Everybody get into the stock. Everybody I'm going to talk about during this this episode, I think, should, could, would be in the stockades, and it would benefit from us. That's what all I think. Okay, um, that's it, I guess. Uh, here's another thing that has made me uh, laugh and sad and angry at the same time. I don't know if you saw this news article, Nicole. There are thousands. Thousands of people who went to this church in Arizona and they got baptized by this priest over a decade or two decades. He was like a beloved uh, preacher at this church or whatever. He has invalidated thousands of baptisms across the country because he used one wrong word. In the, in the whole spiel of the baptizing, you're supposed to say, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Holy Spirit. But instead, he's been saying, we baptize you. Now, I don't know why that matters. Uh, apparently, because it's supposed to be Jesus. This guy is supposed to be Jesus in that moment. Not supposed to be talking as Jesus. He's supposed to be, Jesus is talking through him. So Jesus is coming down to fucking Sedona or wherever this guy in Arizona lives and going, hey, I'm coming in. The good old Christ is coming in and I'm going to baptize this little son of a bitch and then say, I baptize you. And then he goes back up, you know, into heaven or whatever. But instead of saying, we baptize you. And first off, who, who narked on this priest, by the way? Who narked on this priest were like, actually, um, it's, you know who it is. It's someone wearing toe shoes. I'll tell you that right now. Actually, um, it's supposed to me. I baptize you, not we baptize you. So technically, like, none of this actually counts. And, the, like, the Vatican, they've come out and been like, yeah, all of these are incorrect. If you were baptized by this dude, it doesn't count. You got to get re-baptized. Some of these people are, like, in their 30s now and have to get re-baptized, which, if you're not familiar with Catholicism and all that stuff, Christianity, Baptism is like the first of three steps of like becoming, you know, 
fully into the church and and having Jesus be like, you're good to come up to heaven. You got to get baptized, communion, confirmation. So all these people that like have a family, some of them probably have already died. And now they're burning in hell because someone made a whoopsie poo and said we instead of I. So I hope you're happy, priest in Arizona. You just sent hundreds of people to eternal fiery damnation because you had the fucking gall to say we, to not think that you were Jesus reincarnate for just a moment to pour in water on babies' heads? What kind of gross pig does that, you know? I, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. But I, I do find it so fun that now people are like panicked and they're like, what do I even like? Is, like the people, some of the people who are baptized, like I don't even know how to feel. It's like, if you feel any way at all besides, oh, I don't care, then you, you're feeling wrong. Can I say that? Is that invalidating people's feelings, Nicole? To just be like, you're feeling wrong. Well, I'm mostly curious how the priest feels. Like, do you think he realized at some point he was like messing it up and was like, ah, oh, shit, it's too late. I gotta keep going, or? I think he improvised once, was off book and never consulted the text or something like that. But he feels terrible. And he was like a beloved priest too. I, I don't know if they like took him out of that church. They might have. They might have just sw- done the old Catholic switcheroo where they move him around to a couple other, you know, they do the, the three card Monty, you know, the which which hat is the ball under, you know, that kind of a thing. But um, I I don't know. I just I just think it's so crazy. Like it'd be one thing if he was like, I baptize you in the name of the father, the son and the Burger King Whopper. Like, and it was like, oh, well, that's not the real thing. So that doesn't count. But it's like, uh, we and, and also I feel like it should be we shouldn't it like I again if I'm if I'm a priest I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna have the hubris to be like I am Jesus I'm gonna be like Jesus and I were closer than most you know like I decided like I'm gonna just even though he's been dead for like 20 you know 2000 plus years I'm gonna still pretend like you know we're boys and he's coming back anytime now so I'm gonna say like we because I don't want Jesus to come down when the rapture comes and be like, hey, you fucked this up, by the way. And I, and who do you think you are saying that I baptized you? It's, it's we, it's you and I. So I feel like it actually should be we. I just love that they invalidated all of the things, which they didn't have to do. They could have just been like, they could have just secretly told him like, hey, dude, going forward, like, say I. Like, don't say, like, we just, the, the text actually prefers that you say I, no way. And that could have been fine. But instead, they made it a, it's like a national news article, which is so, so crazy to me. Um, were you ever baptized, Nicole? What what religion did you grow up? Yeah, I have uh, all three of the sacraments mentioned. Yeah, me too. And it was your family like mine. The day we I got my confirmation was the last day we ever went to church. It was like, it was like my family was waiting for that day for 13 years where they were like, thank God we got that done. And you're like, I didn't, I thought that you guys wanted this. I never wanted it. Who, who told you to do this? And we, we didn't have to do this, you know? Yeah, mine was the same. It, we went a lot when I was a kid, but it was mostly like we're going on. We went on like Saturday and then we would go to TGI Fridays after. So I was like, that was what I was super stoked about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, growing up, it became like just Christmas and Easter. And then I got confirmed and then it was over. Yeah, I don't, I, I used to do, like, we used to go as a family a lot, and then all of a sudden it was like, my mom missed one week, and she's probably, like, hung over or something, and then after that it just became, like, 
I'm going to sit back and make lunch for you guys. So you have it when you're home. And then it just be like, it just like gets slow. And then it became like, my dad and I would go to church and then go to like a deli and pick up like cold cuts. And like, we would like go like grocery, not grocery shopping, but just pick up things for that meal afterwards and stuff like that. And then, but I was just excited. Cause you'd be like Sunday cartoons were the best. Like I was so excited to be like, I'm going to go, I get to eat, eat my meal in front of the TV, watching cartoons. If I can get through this stand up, sit down, exercise, jazzercise, Jesus size, maybe. Ah, damn. I thought that would sound better. Um, but you know, it sounds great to me, Nicole are all these reviews that I'm reading on the iTunes podcast app, whatever it is. I keep saying iTunes. iTunes has been dead for 16 years. It's, uh, I need all of you to go this week, go leave a review. That'll be the only indication of how many people watch this show. Uh, if you're a Samsung user, fine. Go to YouTube, youtube.com slash Comedy. Watch the show, 12 p.m. Tuesdays, premiering live. Come hang out in the live chat. I'm always there if I can uh, if I can get there. Although I've been playing basketball on Tuesdays lately, so I've been slacking a little bit. But I'm checking in. I'm checking in with people, seeing how we're doing. But I'm glad everyone's enjoying the show. Uh, thank you for the people who leave comments. You're so nice, both in the live chat and afterwards. People who share it with a friend. You're doing the Lord's work out there. Um, and and you know appreciate all the effort Nicole puts into all the graphics as well on YouTube. Tell some friends about the show. Uh, listen to my other podcast. Here's a scenario. If you go to patreon.com slash scenario pod, you can not only get a ton of bonus episodes of Here's a Scenario, you can get a bonus episode of Snarky every single week that we do where we just answer just questions that Patreon members ask, which is great. I do have some questions that I'm going to get to in the back half that you guys submitted on my Instagram. Thank you very much. At I am Mike Feeney across the board. And come see me live. I got uh, I got a lot of things cooking in the fire. I'm kind of getting, uh, I'm getting pumped up for the next, uh, for the rest of this year. But just for now, be on the uh, Celtic cruise in March with Cannon and Bobby Kelly and Brennan Saglow. I will be at Tampa Side Splitters, uh, which is the day before the cruise. So that's going to be on March 9th. I'm going to be doing uh, Emmaus Theater in Pennsylvania with Cannon and Saglow. We're doing a Here's a Scenario comedy show plus little podcast thing on March 26th. And then uh, I will be Going back to Los Angeles, I'm going, going back, back to Cali after, I mean, so now I haven't been there since January of 2020. So I am so goddamn excited to go back there. I have uh, a few shows booked already. I'm going to try and do a ton of podcasts while I'm out there. So if you're in LA, you want to come out, um, just keep, keep, uh, keep close attention because I'll be posting them soon and that'll be very exciting. And then, uh, yeah, that's it. Twitch.tv slash NYFreshMaker. That's where I play a ton of video games. The community has literally tripled in size in the last two months. It's very exciting. And uh, we played last night. Now we have a new comedian we added to the mix. We've been playing with Louis J. Gomez, Tim Butterly. Uh, I was calling Shuli Egar his, his handle. Shalom, Shuli. Um, and now we're also playing with Kim Congdon, who last night... We came in there, Shuli, Kim, and I got a win on Warzone, her first ever Warzone win. So much fun, talking shit, having a good time. We're dying laughing. Twitch.tv slash NYFreshMaker, streaming most nights. And Nicole, uh, where should people absolutely find you? Nicole C. Lines on Instagram. Now, have did anybody follow you and, and say that exact sentence I told them to say last week? Yes. Nice, that's it. And there were hundreds of them, right? Um, one comment, but I got a decent amount of followers, so. Love it. Thanks for the charity. Hey, it's not charity, Nicole. It's well-earned. That's what I always say. 
Now, a couple more things, and then we get into some of your guys' questions here. Virgin Atlantic or Virgin Galactic, I guess it's the Virgin Airline guys, they're offering tickets to space. How much do you think this costs, Nicole? Tickets to space? Yeah, they're going to start doing like private, you know, like, like commercial flights to space. It's one hour long. You go up there, you go in the weightlessness, you get an incredible view of Earth, you, you fly around and then you come back down. Um, they're offering it now to people. Anybody can buy them. What do you think that price is going for? Um, $1,500. $1,500. $1,500 to take a rocket into space. Well, you just said it was a commercial flight. It's a physical rocket. I mean, it's like a ship that has the ability to go into space. So let's say, let's just take gas price alone. I mean, it probably... I mean, it costs like $1,000 to fill up a Mack truck if you fill up with gas. So let's like, let's pretend that didn't happen. And then we'll let, we can even cut it out if you want. You're probably going to, let me tell you this, you're going to want to cut it out. <laughs> and then, uh, so Nicole, <clears throat> Nicole, what would you guess going to space on a rocket ship would cost? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm so stupid. It's so awful. $1,500. You know, um, a used Honda Civic. That's, <laughs> that's the cost. Uh, $15,000. Okay. I mean, better. It's still like crazy low, but <laughs> let's. I'll just give it to you because this ain't getting better. Um, yeah, the re actual retail price, $450,000, which I know sounds like a lot, you know, especially if you're thinking it's... <laughs> $1,500 to get to space real quick. But um, no, it's $450,000. And I understand that that's a large sum of money. But if you're like, you can do the thing that like, we've never been able to offer this before. You can do it for less than half a million dollars. Pretty great considering like, you know, like some of the other space exploration ones, they wanted like 30, $40 million to go up there or whatever. But I'm going to say this. The people that are buying it now, they're suckers because this is just like buying a new TV, you know, right when they come out with 1080p, 4K, 3DT, all that bullshit. You got to wait when I'm waiting till Black Friday, when Black Friday hits and there is enough of these people looking to go to space and they're trying to lower the price. I'm going to get myself a deal. I'm going to get a free trip to space with a like a free tote bag and it's going to I'm going to pay like. $22,000. I think that's what I'm going to get it for. And it's going to be awesome. And Nicole's going to be like, that's so much money. Things don't cost like that. And then I'll have to break down simple economics for Nicole. And then we'll be, we'll be all set. Nicole, assuming money wasn't tight, like it wasn't, it wasn't even a problem. What would you pay? What's the most money you would pay to go to space? Um, uh, I don't know. I think that's why my guess was so low because it's like, who cares? I don't know. You don't want to go to space. I don't really. I mean, I get like car sick really easily. And I think if I went to space, I would probably just pass away. Like, I, I don't <laughs> I don't think it would be like an option for me. OK, yeah, I, I, I think I would love to see just like that crazy, awesome, like space station like view of Earth, you know, just that little space, just that. Then, like, of all the mushrooms you could ever take to give you perspective, there'd be nothing like seeing infinite 
just stars and space and just seeing like everything that ever existed in just that little tiny, you know, it's the Carl Sagan, the pale blue dot. If you've never seen that pale blue dot, which by the way is a, is a fantastic, but albeit very sciencey book. Um, but if you, if you ever read that thing about Carl Sagan talking about the pale blue dot, it's pretty, it's pretty well, it's perspective. It's one of those like perspective shattering, uh, things from, I think like 1973. So, um, that is what it is. All right, cool. Well, let's go to space. I mean, if space is $1,500, every single one of us is going to space. When it gets that low, when the market, when the space market crashes, um, I'll buy us all tickets to go. Nicole, if it ever gets down to $1,500, I promise you I will buy you a ticket to space and we'll give you all the Dramamine and patches that you need to not feel, to not feel space sickness. That'd be pretty sick, though. If you're, if you're motionless, you probably aren't feeling like... You know, I feel like what makes people sick is when they're down and they're, like, you know, focused, but the horizon is moving. Now, if you're just floating with it, I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe it makes it much, much worse. <laughs> you know, who could know? Nobody, I guess. I mean, yeah. that kind of makes sense. What? what just I like, said? yeah, just like floating that it might not. But I'm sort of thinking from the angle of like when you're on a roller coaster and you feel like your stomach is in your throat for a hot second. Like, I kind of feel like it might be like that. But all yeah. the time. Yeah. You've seen those videos of like astronauts in those zero G or like, you know, 12 G testing facilities where they're like, all of a sudden, they look like they're like, they look like they're a melting pumpkin, and then they go back. And, and you see their face, and they're like this beautiful, there's one of like a beautiful woman I thought of, and then she ages like 70 years in four seconds. She's like, it's this whole thing. I just know, I made that face knowing I'm like, oh, that's going to be the thumbnail. <laughs> I was just thinking the same I just, thing. Just my oh, face, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's definitely the one. Um, all right, let's get to some of these questions that you guys submitted. Thank you very much for submitting. Once in a week, I've been putting up a little thing on my Instagram, just asking uh, for people to do it, and people have sent in some cues. Um, so here's the first one from Chelsea on Instagram. People who pick their teeth with something other than a toothpick in public, you nasty. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Now, I will say I a toothpick, I think, is good. Now, what I don't like is people bringing the floss pick into public settings. I think the flossing, much like brushing your teeth, is a private bathroom routine. I think that's something that's done in the bathroom. I think it's so weird. If you ever pay attention, Nicole, just for this next week, if you could, keep it in front of your consciousness when you're walking around this city. Pay attention to how many floss picks you see on the ground. It is. It is like one of the things when once you buy a car, you just see that car everywhere. I'm going to ruin New York City for you, Nicole. Just floss picks on the ground. There are millions. And you don't even like realize it until you see it. And once you're going to leave here, by the time you get to the subway, you're going to be like, I've seen eight floss picks. What the fuck is going on? People, I don't know how people walk and their finger, their teeth, and like, it like pokes out and then they're just throwing it in the air and they're leaving it on the ground. Yeah, I don't, I think it's really gross. Um, I think it's weird when people like people do other ways. They like fold up business cards and start jamming it in there. What uh, what do you feel about this, Nicole? 
Well, I saw a floss pick in the studio last night, like on the See? table as it's... I was packing up. But I Ew. don't, I don't remember anybody flossing at any point. And I'm watching like every single camera for the entire time, so I'm not sure how it got there. That's super gross because you never know if it was used or not. I mean, it probably was. I can't imagine uh, someone just like playing with that on the table. Yeah. Oh, that's so gross. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think if you're a person who uses a floss pick in public, you're uh, you're just a person, like. You're one of those people who gets too comfortable. You're too comfortable. Like the person who you just met and they like fart in front of you. It doesn't even matter if they're like a significant other or that. Just like another, like if I met another dude and like four seconds into knowing him, he just fucking cranks out a fart and he's like, that's just who I am, dog. It's like, I don't like who you are. I don't like this person. Thank you for being honest and showing me this person so I know not to have any sort of relationship with you going forward because, yeah, the floss pick people are very strange. One of my favorite Instagram stories to watch is Casey Balsh from The Comedian because she uh, will put up regular videos of uh, her husband, Robbie Slowick, another funny comedian, um, because he does a thing when he brushes his teeth, he won't brush his teeth in the bathroom. He's got this nomadic nature to him where he will walk around the apartment brushing his teeth and it's a real big pet peeve of hers. And she films him on his Instagram story. He catches her filming him. He gets pissed. They both get pissed. You can tell it's like actual, a real source of contention. But it's great content. It's very, very fun. Um, and I realize, I think I kind of do that too with, with brushing my teeth. For the most part, I am, a, I am a nomadic roamer when I am brushing my teeth in the apartment. But that's because brushing your teeth is so boring that it feels like I could be, it'd be one thing if there were like people over, but if it's just like my wife and I, I feel like I could get a lot of things done, you know, while I'm brushing my teeth. So I end up doing other tasks, especially at night when I'm like going to bed. If I'm the last one to bed, I'm like, brush my teeth. You go lock the door while you're brushing your teeth. You fill up a water, you turn the lights out, you turn the TV off. What else are you gonna do with the time it takes to brush your teeth? Cause I got one of those Sonic cares. That's why you gotta think I'm fucking around with just a fucking regular manual brush. But these aren't that, you know? So you got it. It takes like three minutes or whatever the hell it is. It's so much time. You're not just going to stare at yourself in the mirror like a fucking lunatic and do that. What do you do, Nicole? Are you, are you nomadic or you just stay in the bathroom? I roam around too. I was doing that today, like having a full conversation in the kitchen, brushing my teeth. Gotta roam. Gotta roam. All right. So that's that. Uh, this one is sent in from Cerna Style on Instagram. Um, that one patch of dry skin every winter. Now, a couple years ago, I would have been like, I don't know what you're talking about. You're super weird. Get to a dermatologist. But now, in my 30s, I'm realizing what he means. Like, there was, I hear the thing. There always is that one weird patch of dry skin, but it moves. Like, for me, it migrates. Every year, it's a different, it's a different place. Like, a couple years ago, it was like my elbow was so dry skinned and like, terrible that I didn't even know what was going on. And then another year it was like on my wrist. And then another year it was, it was over here. It just keeps kind of like moving each, each year. But now I'm just, I, I have, I'm pretty good now because I'm just a, I'm a little lotion boy. That's who I am. I've gone full blown lotion and moisturizers. I've listened to the people who are like, you should be moisturizing. I only wish I started moisturizing sooner because I would look 11 right now if i moisturized from when i was a teenager you guys you would be like this face is airbrushed and and it might have been but instead 
I'm gonna try and keep, I, I lotion to the gills. I'm a big lotion guy, but the problem is, Jeet is love, loves the taste of lotion. And so the second I lotion, he comes running up trying to lick it all off me and I gotta run away from him like a greased up pig. It's very, it's very fun. Um, what about you, Nicole? Uh, my hands are so dry. It's like offensive. Like when people see them, they actually get upset and I can't sleep because they hurt so bad. I have to sleep with like socks on my hands with like Vaseline. Cause you do that? Yeah. Now I found this thing because I had one on my, on like this like pointer finger, which I think is like the problem with this right here is it's like a, you know, when you open a soda and you twist it, it's like this grooves always hit this part of your finger. And that is like in the, in the pointer finger, that would always be a part of like turning and opening and it would just rub and scrape and it would just be so dry and cracked and like bleeding that it was so bad. But I went to this dermatologist and she gave me this like crazy like steroid cream essentially that healed it up in like a day. And anytime I ever had that, so maybe we can just put put them put those on your hands and then you'll come out with new little baby hands. Yeah, I need something because my hands are just like bleeding at all times and it's oh, really no. embarrassing. Yeah, you got to go hardcore. Do you moisturize or just at night when you're bleeding? I do, but I think it's because I wash my hands so much and I also was blessed with adult acne. So some of the stuff that I have to put on my face is like super drying. Uh -huh. So my hands are just like crispy as fuck. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> blessed with adult. Did you get acne as a kid? Yeah, I, I had it since I was probably in like fourth grade. And my skin has improved like a crazy amount. Yeah, I, I had acne for ever. I've never not had acne. I don't remember not having acne. I don't think I've ever seen you with a pimple. So whatever you do, whatever your little proactive uh, little ritual is, good. it's working. Good for you. We've yeah, I figured known. it out over the past like six months or to a year. It's been amazing. But it, before that, it was terrifying. It's also funny because before like proactive and stuff like that, like people just would have to make like wholesale. Like I remember when I was going through puberty and I was like, I never got like acne, but I would get pimples. You know what I mean? I, I am human, you know? And uh, when I would get pimples and stuff like that, my dad was telling me what he used to do when he was a kid. Talk about, you want to talk about like willpower this man had. He just was like, yeah, I started getting pimples. I was a teenager. And then I just like, stopped eating things that would cause pimples. And I was like, what causes pimples? And he's like, ah, things are sweet, things with sugar. He's like ketchup, like things like that. I just, I just stopped eating. I was like, so in your like teen years when you're just eating, you know, when everyone's eating like shit, just eating fast foods, have like French fries and ketchup, you're just not eating ketchup, not eating French fries, not eating chocolate, not eating sweets. Not eating. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I didn't get any pimples because of that. And I was like, yeah, I mean, also you didn't get inducted into sainthood, but you should have, you know, like that's crazy. Who, who has that willpower as a kid to do that? Maybe that's why I can have, you know, a couple drinks and then catch my, cut myself off. Maybe I have my, my family, maybe the willpower is genetic. Do you think that's true? I don't know. Cause my dad said the same thing to me. Like I was like dealing with some pretty bad anxiety a couple years ago mm -hmm. and, uh, like rampant, couldn't get out of bed. And you anxiety? Yeah, Come on. I know, I know, but it was like debilitating. Oh and, no. Um, like couldn't go to work, stuff like that. And I was talking to my dad about it, and he's like, you know what? Like, very wholesome moment for my dad. We don't really like talk like that, but he was like, This happened to me, like when you were little. I went to the doctor, like thought I was having like heart problems, like really opened up about it. And he's like, and then I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna live like this anymore. And basically just like turned it off. And I was like, oh, that's sick. But like, <laughs> how do I do that? That's so it's such funny advice to give someone. Just be like, you know what? Like, if you're depressed, just be like, 
no, I'm not <laughs> yeah. anymore. And you're like, oh, sick. <laughs> Sick, dude. It was very wholesome, but I was like, oh, that's cool. I guess I'm just not, I don't know how to do that. And then yeah. I just laid in my Any, bed for three years. I was going to say, anytime he sees you in bed after that, he's like, still haven't decided you don't want it, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Interesting choice, Nicole, but you're my daughter and I love you. So you decide as long as you want to be there. That's great. Um, all right. This one is from Ace, uh, Ace of Base, all over the place. I love your face. And I'll make a case for it. Um, people who do multiple transactions at an ATM can jump in a bonfire. Well, Ace, not if I push them into one first, because there's nothing. And I don't, and I don't really blame the person so much as I blame the ATM functionality for that. Is because I hate the fact that if you're like, I want to deposit a check, and you send in the check. And you have to do everything, and then it's like, okay, goodbye. Oh, also, I guess one more thing. Did you want to do anything else? And then you go, yes. And they go, okay, well, then let's just pretend you were never here. Put in your password all over again. Let us know what you want to do. Go through every single step. Yeah, I mean, it is um, it is the worst feeling in the world because nobody, nobody, I, I at least speaking for myself, I have never once gone to an ATM and been like, I got all the time in the world. Like, I feel like anytime I've ever gone to an ATM, it's been in a like panicked, this has to happen now. I need to hurry situation. Either like I need cash now or I need to deposit this immediately before this check bounces or something like that. And it always feels like the person in front of me is depositing 37 royalty checks for 46 cents over the last 26 years. And it just is, uh, it's the worst. Do you have experience with that? Yeah, and I'm dealing with that a lot with the Metro cards because now that I'm in Jersey, like, I can't use my phone, the path. You have to, like, get the actual cards. And then people are just standing in front of them for what feels like years. But I don't think that even with that, and I've never done the scan your phone thing for the Metro card, but aren't you paying more money? No, it's the same. Unless you're, you're getting, like, an unlimited card, then I think you might be saving as opposed to just scanning on your phone. It's still the same price as a swipe. Yeah, but if you buy like a single pass, that's more expensive than if you put like $30 on a card because then you save money. Like if you're buying single passes every way, you're paying the most. It's just buying in bulk, you know? So like if you put, like when you go to buy like a MetroCard, if you want to say like, do you want $20? And it'll go like plus $2 that you get back. Or it's like, do you want $50 plus $4? Like it does all that stuff where like it gives you, it saves you money the more you get. But I feel like if you're scanning it, you're just getting a single pass every time, right? Yeah, I mean, clearly I'm not the numbers guy on the show, so I'm going to no. sit this one out, I think. Yeah, yeah, you are you are paying t- too much, as I have the hiccups now from drinking this too fast. And speaking of excess, I didn't write the name of this person down, but people that wear too much cologne or perfume. Now, I couldn't agree... I don't care, and I don't know of a scenario in which there is an excuse to have more than two sprays. That's what I think everybody on the planet gets, regardless of if you're trying to cover up a stink, whether you got a hot date, whether you love the smell of whatever perfume or cologne you're spraying, you get two sprays, okay? Three sprays, stay away. That's it's too much. It's if I can smell you. Once you've left, uh, if I can't see you, but I can still smell the air from which you just passed, you're smelling too much, you know? Like, and that equally offends me as much as BO. Because BO, a lot of people, like you can control it if you 
are, um, you know, if you if you bathe a lot and stuff. But some people, you know, maybe they're they're working a double shift, manual labor. They're they're grunting. They're even if you're like a bar back, you're running, you're sweating, you're doing all this stuff. You might smell, but at least that it's like, all right, well, this guy is busy. He can't really control it. The spraying, it's like you're putting on the offense, and too much of it, it drives me crazy. It makes me nauseous. Like it's just terrible. What do you What do you think, Nicole? Yeah, I had a friend who wore like probably one of the most popular perfumes that we wore when we were in high school. Like probably something from like Victoria's what was it Secret. I don't remember, but it was like because for men it was Davidoff Cool Water. <laughs> yeah, it was like something from Victoria's Secret or from Bath and Body Works, but like wears it to this day and wears a lot. So when I smell that, it kind of just like throws me back and triggers me and I choke on it. Now, I, there is something that I saw Alec Baldwin do that uh, I'm going to absolutely apply to my like everyday life. And and that is to shoot a camera woman. No, um, it is to... <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Uh, that is to... He has different colognes for different seasons. So he's got a, did I catch you mid-drinking, Nicole, when I said that? Yeah, but I also was like, what the fuck did I say wrong? Like, I'm like, you're going to gun me down no, on the show? No, 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 no. Um, no, he's got different colognes. So he's got like a winter cologne, which is like heavier and more like, I guess there's probably cinnamon in it for the season or something. And then he's got like a spring cologne that's more like light and florally. And I was like, oh man, like I'm a one, I have one cologne. I've had a one bottle of cologne in my in my cabinet for like the last six years. Like I I'm like a one spray if I'm going out cut for a show kind of a thing. But I don't use cologne every day. Um, and uh, I'm yawning. I think that that means the show's just about over. But I I like the idea. Do you like the idea of having multi? Would you like if your boyfriend had different smells for different seasons? I feel like it's fun to mix it up. That is fun. Yeah. I mean I rarely wear perfume so i have like seven bottles of the same thing just like rotting away in my just closet. ready to go yeah. yeah um last thing i'll say uh and again i'm sorry I, I i guess i just stopped writing down people who submitted halfway through this but not standing to one side of the escalator yeah and that is what a great way to end this because this is such i don't know if this is a new york thing but this drives me fucking crazy like i first off it's like hey assholes I'm not here for the tour, okay? Like, I'm not on the escalator taking in the sights of everything around me. I gotta get to a place, all right? And it's the same with the moving sidewalk, too. It's like, if you wanna, if you wanna take it all in, just move to the right. And if you're not, if you're a person who stands in the middle of the escalator, I should be able to horse collar you off and back down, and that way you just fall. It's an endless amount of falling, because as you're falling, the stairs are moving up, so you're just falling for an eternity. That is what I wish on people who scan that cryptocurrency commercial, is falling backwards down an endless amount of, uh, of escalator, sharp stairs. That's what I want for you, and that's what I want um, for any of my enemies. But for those of you who watch this, you're not my enemy. You're my friend. Thank you very much for watching the show. Um, we'll see you next week. Cheers. Cheers.